Good morning, everyone. This is Gary Kaye, and you are listening to my Rants and Raves podcast. As you know, we've been talking a lot about what's going to happen at ISE next month, and um, probably one of the most popular and certainly the most obvious exhibitor at ISE certainly has got to be Crestron. It's basically entrance Crestron. Uh, I'm not even sure you need to know their, their booth number, but it's Hall 2 C20. It's basically the first thing you see when you walk in. And I'm uh, joined this morning uh, with uh, Dan Jackson, who's the Director of Enterprise Technology at Crestron. Dan, good morning. Morning, Gary. Uh, look, I appreciate you being on here, and, and, and certainly Crestron's always uh, a big draw for the show. I think the show counts on you to be there, and, and you count on the show bringing people to the show. Um, and we'll talk about that in just a minute. But at first, I want to talk about, obviously, with your title being Enterprise Technology, you must have something to do with, with Crestron's focus on the cloud right now, and I guess that's going to be a big theme for ISE. Yeah, exactly. You know, I think the, you know, 2018 is going to be a big year for cloud overall. And frankly, we've had this uh, solution or a series of solutions we've been working on for about five years now that are finally all sort of coming to fruition that we are launching at the show. That's going to enable you to, to do some things that uh, frankly are, are basically impossible in the AV industry today, where you can literally take a device, remotely provision it, monitor it, manage it from the cloud without ever having touched the device itself. So it kind of changes the game in the way you can actually deploy and manage your systems. And I, are you talking about only Crestron devices or are you saying any device? Well, you know, the, the, the tightest integration is of course with Crestron devices, but there's ways to tie in third, third party devices to the system. Cause of course we live, we live in a world where there, there's plenty of things, not just Crestron things. So in theory, does this mean that, for, I mean, maybe this is a wild concept, but let's say you have a customer that has 10 offices around the world and you ship them all the equipment, they just plug it in and then someone's programming it and configuring it from wherever they are and it sets the they set the system up completely remotely? Is that what you're saying? Yeah, yes, correct. I mean, that's, that's you know, the, the idea that you have to send the smart guy to the room physically for every single deployment is, is sort of become normal to us in the AV industry, but that's not the way the world works. And, and if we want to scale and grow as an industry, we have to adapt to this new way of working. And so we're, we really think we're sort of pushing our industry forward by, by changing the way we do things so that, of course, yeah, you know, someone can, can administer, deploy, do the whole thing from, from the comfort of wherever they work. So, and this is called what? What is this? Is this a product? Is this a service? What are you calling it? How are you packaging it? So this is a service because, of course, when, you, when you're in the cloud, right, there's real costs there. We're running data centers. We're running an operations team to keep everything running. It actually runs on the, on the Azure data centers. Um, it's called XIO Cloud, and it's designed to seamlessly interoperate with all of the stuff we have today, but specifically the XIO director uh, solution that we have for managing network AV. And then what we're also launching at the show is something we call XIO Edge Control, which is effectively being able to run a control system on a Linux server as well as on our embedded devices. Interesting. So um, is this, uh, well, let me back up and ask you two questions. The XIO cloud, is it a, a seat license or is it a, do you sell it to the customer? How, how, how do you charge for that? It's, it's a license per device and okay. it's a sold through, through the integrator channel the same way we sell everything else we sell today. 
Okay, so whatever, d- depending on how many devices you're connecting and controlling, ultimately, that, that's, that determines what you're going to pay for it on a monthly basis or an annual basis. Is that right? Or? Right, right. I mean, typically, it's, a, it's an annual charge. I mean, the same way most people quote things monthly, right? But it ends up being annual just to simplify the billing process. Okay. Um, but yes. Okay, and then, but XIO Edge Control is a piece of hardware? That's actually a piece of software that runs on a Linux server, right? Okay. So it's taking what was, you know, every, everybody thinks of control of Crestron as a hardware centric control company, but the reality is, is we're not, we just found the best way to deploy it uh, for our industry was, was on our embedded hardware devices, but it's just as easy for us to do it uh, in software. So we're showcasing it, both running it on a Linux server and software or running it on our devices. So theoretically, that's sort of like a virtual control system that could be either facility uh, located at the facility or centrally located somewhere, but still control all the devices across the cloud. Is that what you're? That's correct. I mean, when you get into cloud control, sometimes, you know, you you have a little bit of challenges there just in general with real-time control, but anywhere you're on a network that you control, so you're ensure you've got, you know, um, you know, that when you press the volume up button, you're not worried about, you know, that getting lost um, through some internet pipe somewhere. Um, but yeah, effectively virtualizing control. So, you know, if you, if you have control embedded in a device you were already putting into a place, for instance, like on our DMPS, you can do that. Or if you don't want to deploy a hardware control system, you want to centrally manage it, you can do that virtually too. And, and I think that's a big deal as we go uh, move into the network world with more network video, um, being able to run control in these sort of ways is going to become really important for the industry. I mean, I think the most obvious question that I would ask as a customer, as an integrator is when the network goes down, how do you then control the room? Right. And, and that, in fact, that's why we give choice, frankly, right? A lot of people out there will say one way is the best or the other way is the best. The reality is, is the best way is, is the way that works for the customer. So we have customers that, that know that they can control their network and they can do all those things and they say they want to centrally locate it, either you know, one per floor or one per building or, or some other method, or other customers that you know, they want one per room, right? The dedicated control system in there. That way you know, the, the world could fall down around it as long as that room is still there, it's, it's going to run. Okay, so you're making that decision based on your, your, your confidence in your own network, I guess. Right, right. We're leaving it to the customer to pick what, what they want. Okay. So um, can I switch gears a little bit and ask you about a rumor I heard? <laughs> sure. <laughs> okay, I heard a rumor that uh, Crestron's actually going to do an NVX, which is your one gig AV over IP system shootout against the 10 gig systems and others that are in the industry. Um, is that true? And what is that going to look like if it is true? Yes, in fact. So we're, we're doing a shootout. A, a large portion of our booth, in fact, is dedicated to this, this shootout because, look, there's a lot of misinformation out there and a lot of people saying a lot of things. And the reality is that the proof is in the pudding. You know, think, think back to the days when we used to have projector shootouts in this industry, right? That's how you proved what, what you could really do. And so we, we felt that the best way to show people how we were different and how we were better is to, is to show them, right? Stop talking about it and let's, let's actually put stuff there. So we're going to have real, I mean, interactive demos. Um, this is not just, you know, us doing stuff. You can come and, and touch the stuff, mess with it, see it for yourself. Um, I think it's important as we move to the network video world that people have a good understanding of what, of what they're dealing with. So whose product are you going to shoot out against? 
Like, is it a, I mean, obviously I guess SDVOE product because that's the leading sort of alliance of products that are out there. Um, but so will you have some of theirs in there and on also some AMX or how's that going to work? Yeah. Yeah. AMX, Harman, Samsung. <laughs> uh, SPSI, whatever. Yeah. The, uh, there'll be some of that. There'll be some of the other guys. There'll be some other players uh, there as well. Um, you know, there's a lot of stuff out there. Frankly, if you, if you walk around ISE, you'll probably see some flavor of, of people calling a thing network video in, in half the booths. Um, but just because everybody's saying it doesn't mean they have a, a good thing. So we're going to shoot it out. We, we've got some, a good selection, I would say, of the, of the different folks that are out there. And yeah, you can come see, see what it can really do. This is going to be interesting because, as you know, SDVOE says they're going to do a shootout too. So it'll be interesting to sort of watch yeah. everyone. And you're <laughs> right. I mean, I, I was part of the projection shootout for 10 years and was chair of the shootout. For 10. So I think it's a great idea to do shootouts like this because I think it is real world. So yeah. I'm interested in seeing it. It's good for the industry because I think it provides some real education, right? It's not just people talking. It's actually seeing and doing real things. And, and look, the, the shift to the network is going to be much bigger than even the shift from analog to digital um, because it's not just a format change. It's, it's, it, it enables you to do different architectures and, and all sorts of other things. And, and if you look at it from a, you know, I used to be a system designer. It's a dream for a system designer because the, the flexibility is, is incredible. Um, but there's new challenges that come with it. You have to really know, uh, start to know more about the network. Um, I think we've all been saying we need to know more about the network, but it's, it's, it's becoming really important. So the more we can educate the industry and move the industry forward, I think the better we'll, we'll all be. Well, this will be interesting. And, and let me ask you one last question that I sort of alluded to at the beginning of the podcast. Um, do you, so how does ISE rank for Crestron in the ranking of important trade shows they do annually? Because obviously you have a big investment in ISE, but you also have a big investment in Infocom. Mm-hmm. Um, I, a lot of the manufacturers I've spoken to in the last uh, few months have said that ISE has become a more important show for them because they're seeing l- literally people from all around the world, including North America, where in, in Infocom, they're mostly seeing North Americans and very few outside. And I'm sure your answer is going to be both are important, but at the same time, is have you seen a, an uptick in the importance of ISE? Uh, absolutely. I mean, when I, I think I started going to IC about five years ago, and it was still sort of new and different. And it was, I'll be honest, we treated it more of like a, a, a secondary, not a secondary show, but it was certainly lesser to Infocom. And when we started, you know, when I personally started going there more, we, we immediately elevated it to on par with Infocom because of the, uh, we saw just how important it was. Um, the quality of the interactions you have there, um, just the, the number of people. If you look at sheer number of people, it's, it's probably easily 50% bigger than Infocom. Um, and then look, they're run by the same organization, right? So it's not like it's a, uh, this is a radically different thing. But no, it, it's, a, it's my probably favorite show because I think you see some really interesting things there and just in the size you probably can't even walk the whole show in a day anymore. You probably need to take multiple days just to physically walk the space. Oh yeah. There's definitely no way to walk that show in a day. Uh, I mean, even, even if you decided to walk and not go into any stands, you probably couldn't walk it in a day. Yeah. Because yeah. it'd be like running a marathon. Um, but uh, well, uh, again, Crestron will be in, in hall two, stand C20, basically walk in the entrance and you're in their booth uh, in your stand. So, um, 
uh, listen, Carl, I really appreciate you. Uh, <laughs> that's funny. Sorry about that. No I appreciate you. I appreciate you joining me, Dan, uh, for this podcast. Um, I've got uh, 10 things on my mind at the same time, but, it, uh, but I think that, uh, you probably do as well getting ready for the show. Uh, but you'll be there. I'll be there. We'll be ready when we're there and we'll know who each other are. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Sounds good. All right. Well, thanks for joining me. Thanks for listening. And of course, if you want to check out Crestron, you can check them out at Crestron.com um, and uh, make plans to go by the booth. I mean, I think if, if, if not to see the new, uh, the new uh, XIO cloud uh, system, products, uh, concept, solution, whatever you want to call it, or the XIO edge control, certainly to see the NVX shootout because as, uh, as, as uh, Dan said, this is going to be the future of the industry is AV over IP. So you're going to want to see what the options are available and compare them. So thanks for joining me and have a great day. 